We're back to the Total Celebrity Show on the Total Education Network. Again, tolltutor.net for more information. Twitter, tolltutor, Neil S. Haley, Facebook, LinkedIn, Neil Haley, Instagram, tolltutor, Pinterest, Neil Haley, and Google Plus, Neil Haley. And it's so interesting, as as many NFL Hall of Famers I've interviewed, I consider him one of the best. And uh, to talk about a topic like this, especially discussing head injuries in football and then also in my former sport, professional wrestling, we're starting to hear about lawsuits and that as well. So I want to welcome the program Hall of Fame legend Barry Sanders. He's has an advocacy effort for Tackle PBA. Barry, thanks for calling. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're you're welcome. And uh, and and Barry, again with the, all the news and the specific things discussing head injuries, this is something that you really wanted to 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 lead this effort, didn't you? With tackle PP, PBA. Absolutely. Um, you know, PBA stands for um, pseudo bull bar effect, and uh, it um, so otherwise known as it's easier for me to say PBA. And um, and so, you know, we want to raise awareness for that. It's, it's a very little-known condition uh, that, and it is um, having an impact on the lives of, of many Americans and and uh, and even some former uh, football players who have uh, PBA-like symptoms. Um, and so, um, you know, we we commend the work done by the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund, who had uh, who conducted a survey. That um, that found out that uh, not only had you know most of their players um, you know sustained head injuries, but you know a good number of them have those uh, these PBA-like symptoms, uh, which include uncontrolled emotions, uh, um, not having control of um, your emotions, where um, you're laughing and crying, and it doesn't really um, you're laughing or crying, and it doesn't really match what you're feeling at the time. Um, and, and so um, you can go to uh, TacklePBA.org uh, to find out more about it and, and even take a uh, self-assessment test uh, to really be able to gauge where you are or talk to your doctor, um, you know. And, and so we want to um, get the word out and raise awareness um, for this. A lot of times people are dealing with it, and they don't understand what it is. They don't know what it is. Um, and, and so... Um, and so that's what the campaign is about. Well, I think that's that's so important, Barry, and, it, and it's shocking to, to hear that specifically this uh, these effects can uh, really shock loved ones, especially that when they start seeing these these uh, these symptoms occur, right? For sure. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do. I do. And um, and so again, that's why we're 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 um, here for them, and, and it is treatable. Um, it's treatable, and, and if you go to that website, um, tacklepba.org, or you go in and you talk to your physician, um, explain what's going on, then, um, then, you know, that goes a long ways in really being able to, to, um, to get people the help that they need. Also, I know, uh, Barry, we also have someone else on the line as well that uh, is an expert in this. Can you introduce him for me, please, Barry? That's right. Um, here today with me, um, I have uh, Dr. Greg Oceanic, and um, and he can shed more light on uh, on what PBA is. Good afternoon. Hello, Dr. Um, Greg. How are you? I am fine, thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, you know, as Barry said, uh, PBA pseudobulbar affect is a neurologic condition. It happens in the face of having an, another chronic neurological condition. It can be a traumatic brain injury concussion. It can be multiple sclerosis. can be a stroke. can be Lou Gehrig's disease. can be Alzheimer's. Um, and, and so what happens, and, and there's 2 million Americans that are estimated to have uh, difficulties with PVA. So what happens is these uncontrollable episodes, unpredictable episodes of laughing and crying, that are out of context with what's going on and the way the person feels. So they may be at church and it should be solemn and they're laughing out loud, or they may be having a neutral discussion with their child's teacher or something of that nature and they begin crying uncontrollably. So what happens is these individuals tend to isolate, tend to be more embarrassed, 
to have this affect their interpersonal relationships and also their work and, and social lives. So um, TacklePDA.org is a website where individuals can get more information uh, and, as Barry said, do a self-assessment test and then uh, be able to discuss this with their primary care physician or healthcare professional because, again, as he said, it is treatable and there's no reason that people need to live feeling stigma or feeling ashamed or feeling isolated. So, Dr. Greg, when a loved one sees this happening to somebody, especially if they know specifically, especially we're thinking about sports uh, or, or something where they've had concussions or things like this on a regular basis or have had head injuries from a car accident or specific things, once loved ones see these signs, what is your recommendation for them to kind of be intervene? Because a lot of times I'm sure the person that's doing this is denying that it ever happened or is not understanding it. Oh, correct, and, and, and that's, a good, that's a very good point, is a lot of times the, pay, the individual is either not necessarily denying, but they're not as aware. They're not able to take that step back and recognize what's going on. So family members many times are the ones who point this out. Um, and, again, it's a matter of education and awareness. Um, the, the specific issues, as we've been talking about, are available uh, for review at tacklepda.org, um, as long as, as well as more information, um, so that um, it, it can be discussed with the individual who has the chronic neurologic issue, as well as with the physician. Um, you know, this is a, a disorder that's been around for and, and understood for long, you know, over a hundred years, um, but it doesn't always um, get to the attention. Of the of the patient or of their physician because of not being aware, thinking it's it's related to grieving or sadness related to their primary disorder. Uh, so it's 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 primarily knowledge. It's primarily providing that information uh, because it is treatable and one doesn't have to suffer. Now, Barry, have you observed this yourself with any uh, players in your career or anyone that you've seen have this uh, disorder before PBA? Well, my, my connection to it is really through the um, Good Iron Greats Assistance Fund um, who um, who conducted that survey. I think we alluded to it, the survey that showed that um, a third of those former players had PBA-like symptoms. Um, and obviously those are guys that I, I, I'm familiar with and I've played with and against and guys I admire um, from the game and, and they gave so much to the game. And, and so... Um, and so that's my, that, you know, that's why it is personal for me, and that's my connection to it, and 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 why, um, you know, it's really important for me to get out there and, and spread the word and and make sure that they have those resources that they need. Uh, definitely, and uh, and Dr. Greg, what would you recommend specifically once someone goes in for treatment? That you said this this can be treated. So, what types of things are you when you see someone that has PBA? What types of, of uh, like uh, ways do we treat PBA? Well, and again, I think the the key issue in, in terms of our interactions are are to try to get people more aware to to recognize it. Certainly, uh, there are treatment. There's uh, it's treatable. Certainly, paying attention to things like sleep and hydration and nutrition and those kinds of things are critical with any chronic illness. Um, but the ultimate decision comes down to a discussion between the individual and their physician. Um, the the key issue from my perspective, is that people understand that there is hope, that there is uh, no reason to suffer in silence, that this is something that um, can be, uh, is treatable in a way that, that the isolation and those types of consequences become less and the, and the person is able to enjoy a more full life. So it's kind of like almost like therapy to explain when these things occur and how to curb those things and, and try specific interventions. Understand, but the the goal is, and it's definitely Barry's goal, is to, for people to identify this and to get help. And by going to pb tacklepba.org, that'll be the most important way to do this. And and, and I see that mission for you for sure, Barry. Uh, off the field right now, uh, Barry, what are you currently doing? Uh, life after football, because uh, you know you're tremendous career what did you end up doing after football your football career well for me um i've been able to have a great platform 
um, and um, and really, you know, kind of get involved in things like this, do a lot of great charity work. Um, and um, certainly I was thrilled to, to be able to team up with uh, Grand Greats Assistance Fund um, to tackle PBA. Um, and, um, you know, we really want to raise awareness for that. Um, and I've been able to do other, other business things and what have you and, and really um, get away from the game um, and, and do a lot of great things family-wise and, and um, what have you and, and still remain kind of um, a fan of the game. But, but uh, you know, today I'm, I'm uh, thrilled that um, we have a chance to raise awareness for this very important issue, um, an issue that um, hasn't been talked about enough uh, that a lot of people don't really again understand what they're experiencing, um, and they don't have a, a, a real name for it, um, and um, it's not really clearly defined what's going on for them. And so we encourage them to go go see their doctor um, and go to tacklepba.org, uh, take that self-assessment test, um, and and um, and take it from there. Um, you know, and so the game has given me a great platform. Um, you know, and last. 15 years or so that I've been out of it and had some great, great experiences, um, you know, and, and that's really allowed me to do things like I'm doing today. All right. Well, fantastic. I know I want to see if you'll give me a prediction who's going to win the Super Bowl, Barry, before we get off the line. Who do you think is going to win uh, next Sunday? I'm not, I'm not great at, at those predictions. I, I would think um, I would think you may go with um, the Patriots uh, just, by, just by a small margin. Um, you would think that um, this year's game would be um, would play out to be much different than last year's Super Bowl, um, in that in that it'll certainly be a close game that matches the wits of two great coaches, um, two great franchises. Um, you know, in, in the last three or four years, um, the most successful franchises in the game. Um, and so, but I, I would probably give a small edge to to the. Um, the Patriots. All right, and last thing, uh, we, we we also know we can go to TacklePBA.org, and best place to find info on you, Barry, is go to your website? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's fine. Um, but as far as today, yeah, just um, TacklePBA.org. All right, well, thanks, Dr. Greg, for calling, and thank you, Barry, and uh, take care and good luck to you guys. All right. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. You're listening to the Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. All right, here we are. You promised yourself you'll get fit and healthy. 2024 is going to be different, right? But why is it different? Because you've got body on your side. That's Body with an I, the health and fitness app that is proven to deliver results. Whatever that goal is in front of you, we're sprinting towards it right now. Our subscribers lose 5 to 10 pounds in their first month, and we think you will too. Let's make this your year. With our New Year BOGO event, sign up for a year of body and get a second year free. This is the training that's going to get you the results. And Body has over 120 structured home workout programs. No matter how experienced you are or what you're into, there is a program that will work for you. And Body has the largest fitness community on the planet. There are literally thousands of success stories. Nobody does results better than Body. And right now, with our New Year BOGO event, when you sign up for a one-year Body membership, you'll get the whole second year free. That's an entire second year of everything Body has to offer absolutely free. Sign up today at Body.com. That's BodyWithAnI.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know you're really... Uh, your new movie traded. Tell us a little about that project. Well, it's kind of a classic western. It takes place um, a few years after the Civil War, and uh, I'm I played kind of a retired gunslinger, which with Trace Atkins and Chris Christopherson. Um, me and my wife and my my two kids are living on a little ranch, and my daughter runs off. And uh, I got to go get her back from the bad guys. It's it's a classic western, you know. We have a I chase a train and 
jump from a horse to the train, and I have a shootout in the middle of the street, and, you know, it's a surprise ending, so I don't want to ruin that, but, you know, it's it's one of those classic cowboy movies. Yeah. Directed definitely. by Timothy Woodward, Jr., and uh, it's just a great time, you know. He was, you know, he was very daring in giving me the lead in a Western, and uh, went to a screening last night, kind of a premiere here in Beverly Hills. And it uh, was very well. About basically, I said westerns are making a comeback for sure. Yeah, I hope so because you know it's kind of a the original American mythology, and uh, you know there it's a great escape story. You know, there's this little romance, there's little sex, there's some great violence. You know, and the horses and the the wild west. You know, I, I think uh, people could use uh, well would enjoy. Would enjoy that yeah. kind of uh, escapism. Absolutely, and uh, I believe it is from just different things, books coming out, different types of people, and having such a an interesting cast for sure. How was it to work with Trace? Well, Trace is a really big guy, you know. He was yeah. he's like you know he's like six five maybe, and uh, you know he's a, a a real country gentleman. You know he's from Louisiana. And uh, he used to work out on uh, the offshore oil drinks, uh, Derrick's, you know, with drilling for oil. Yeah. So he, he's, a, he's a great guy's guy. And he's also like, um, you know, you, you get a real sense of moral fiber in him, you know. And uh, you look in his eye and you see a guy of great character. De- definitely, for sure. And uh, his experience learning, I'm sure you helped him a lot, even though he has acted a few times in the process, really mentoring a lot of the other actors, correct, Michael? That, that well, were in, in, yeah. No, you know, they were all pretty uh, crafty people. I mean, you look at Chris Christopherson, man. He's, he's, yeah. been, uh, he's been doing it a long time. And um, let's see, the little boy, uh, Hunter Fisher, plays my son. Now, you'd be surprised how crafty that kid is. You know, those, he comes from Texas, and they start studying real young over there. And uh, the girl who plays uh, my wife, Constance, man, have you seen it? I have not gotten to see it. I want to definitely see it for sure. It sounds very fantastic. Keep an eye on the girl who plays my wife, Constance. She, uh, the audience loved her. You know, they went, aww, at the right moment. You know, and, you know, they they just react. She's got... An incredibly uh, expressive, emotional, you know, face. And so on June 10th, again, it's opening up in New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Dallas, and people need to check it out. Where can Michael, can uh, people find information on the film and stuff and learn more about it and stuff? I think you could just, uh, <laughs> you could Google Traded the movie. For sure, for sure. What do you think... Uh, is your favorite part of, is there, without spoiling anything of the movie, what would you say was your favorite scene that you shot that at, 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 um, in the movie? Well, I'll be honest. I, I love doing the shootout in the middle of a western town. You know, it was just a great moment. I had worked with the actor before, so we, we, were, we were kind of friends. And, you know, we, we walked down the middle of the street, and he calls me out, and I just, I'm a little bit quicker than he is. <laughs> you know, it, it, it was just great to do as an actor. Little boys have been playing that role since, uh, you know, since they've been little boys. Oh, that's tremendous for sure. Uh, fantastic, Michael. Again, people could Google it and find oh, also, of course, you know, the scenes with Chris Christopherson were, were really special, too. Come on. You're looking in the eyes of an American icon. You know, he wrote so many great songs and was winning so many great movies. It was uh, kind of cool to be standing there getting advice from him. Absolutely, Michael. Is there a place we can follow you and find information on you as well, where we can go? On June 12th? Yeah, I know so, he's playing in Manhattan, but uh, I think he's got video on demand and uh, uh, iTunes and, and uh, Apple TV, and um, I think uh, it'll be in Redbox and um, Netflix. Absolutely. Do you have any social media people can follow you, Michael? Yeah, I'm at Mike Kevin Paré on Twitter. Awesome. 
Well, thanks for calling. Uh, best of luck to you, and uh, take care. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, Neil. I appreciate your time. All right, take care. See ya. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. You're listening to the Total Celebrity Show. We'll be back in just a moment. All right, here we are. You promised yourself you'll get fit and healthy. 2024 is going to be different, right? But why is it different? Because you've got body on your side. That's Body with an Eye, the health and fitness app that is proven to deliver results. Whatever that goal is in front of you, we're sprinting towards it right now. Our subscribers lose 5 to 10 pounds in their first month, and we think you will too. Let's make this your year. With our New Year BOGO event, sign up for a year of body and get a second year free. This is the training that's going to get you the results. And Body has over 120 structured home workout programs. No matter how experienced you are or what you're into, there is a program that will work for you. And Body has the largest fitness community on the planet. There are literally thousands of success stories. Nobody does results better than body. And right now, with our New Year BOGO event, when you sign up for a one-year body membership, you'll get the whole second year free. That's an entire second year of everything body has to offer absolutely free. Sign up today at body.com. That's bodywithaneye.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We're back to the Total Celebrity Show on the Total Broadcasting Network Authors Corner Special Edition, September 11th. And uh, I am just absolutely just honored about this opportunity to get to speak uh to these two amazing people. I mean, speaking of, again, this being the bicentennial of our national anthem and thinking about specifically enough uh, the fact of bicentennial September 11th and the author that I had on the show and to get them together to today is just f- phenomenal. So I'm so excited. First to welcome the program, author Peter Alderman, author of The Rockets, Red Glare. Peter, thanks for calling. How are you? I'm doing well, Neil. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. And 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 we talked on off air, and I said, can we make this happen? And Peter has been able to make it happen, so I'm so excited to welcome also to the program multi-platinum selling country music star Jody Messina. Jody, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I think you have, like, the very... Very unique, the only interview of me and uh, Mr. Alderman together. <laughs> yes, hey, see, that's what I do. Is I, I have lots of you very. You just heard it here, everybody. Yeah, you just heard it here. But just think, think, think about also September 11th. What a, what an amazing thing to have you guys both on the program, especially when we're talking about our national anthem and talking about certain things. So the first question I would say, Jody, how did you uh, first of all get uh, get involved in this project? Tell us the story. Well, um, a little behind-the-scenes notes here. Uh, Mr. Alderman uh, was my neighbor growing up, and his boys moved to Nashville. Um, shortly after I did, they worked with me in my music career, and then Mr. and Mrs. Alderman moved down, and Mr. Alderman decided he wanted to write this book, and he told me about it. And uh, I had said, anything I can do to help, you know, just let me know. And he's like, well, would, do you think you could do the audio for it or maybe do the national anthem or a song or two? And so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> talking about a man who pretty much raised me as a kid. <laughs> and also, he understands, you know, I've, I perform the national anthem a lot, and I have such a regard in, uh, for the song itself and its history, and he, being a history major, um, <laughs> has that same kind of love. So it's something that we both embarked on out of uh, really a love for this country and the anthem itself. Most definitely. And again, we're talking to Jody Messina and Peter Alderman. Peter is the author of The Rockets, Red Glare, and uh, Jody Messina is singing the anthem and another song on the CD part of the book. So you guys got to go definitely go pick it up. But uh, and, and you're on Author's Corner of the Total Celebrity Show. Now, Peter, uh, was that the first person you thought of when you said, I need to get uh, d- d- someone to sing the song? Was that the first person you had thought in mind was, was Absolutely. Jody? Absolutely. It actually was the only person I wanted to have. <laughs> involved in the project um, for a multitude of reasons. You know, she's just an incredible person, very caring and giving, and she does love the country. And 
and is you know performed for the troops and and she's just been a great friend over the years and you know our whole family we just love her um she wouldn't take a dime for this project she wouldn't take oh wow i went over to the house the other day and gave her nine cents she really she really is an amazing person and, and like i said or like jody said she grew up next door and uh i know i know how she is as a person how giving she is and how caring and she is full of energy i've never met anybody like her and uh and, and she also can sing the anthem and my boys will attest to that she is the she has the best voice in, you know, in country music. They and they're both involved with in, in the country music business now. Well, fantastic lady. That that's so 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 fantastic. And, and and Jody, I also I think this is special to talk to me and Peter on September 11th. When you agree, especially we want to bring the focus of the people who who died that day, and also thinking about the flag and our national anthem, and a perfect day to talk about this, in my opinion. Yeah, it is kind of weird that we have the interview on this day, or should I say a, a, a perfect lineup of the stars. You know, you remember um, on September 11th, when, you know, they hoisted that flag up there in the, in, the middle, in the midst of the rubble when they were searching for folks. And, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a sim- to a lot of people it's a symbol, but to a lot of people it's more than just a symbol. Um, there are, you know, men and women out there right now that are risking their lives on a daily basis so that, you know, that flag and everything it stands for is protected and it's people, you know. So it is very um, fortunate that you <laughs> all those things kind of lined up. And I wasn't even planning on it. It's like, oh, are you available this date? And I'm like, oh, that, now it's, and especially, Peter, think about it, the bicentennial of the Star Spangled Banner and also September 11th. This was perfect for you, Peter, wasn't it? Especially to get the opportunity to have the only interview with both of you guys on, on, on the, together. So I think it's so cool. Yeah, well, the, the backdrop of 9-11 to the Bicentennial is just, um, it's a very sad and dark day today because I, just, you know, I reflect upon all the people, as Jody yes. said, who, who died. And, and all, all, if you think about it, you know, the uh, Star Spangled Banner is reflective of honoring the men and women of our armed forces. But I got to tell you, it also includes all of the the, the uh, first responders at 9/11, at the Twin Towers, uh, the firemen and and the paramedics, and so on. It just uh, we've got a great country. We have yes. this incredibly great country, and every day I. I think about it, and I mean that literally. I really do think about how wonderful our country is and how we can go and interact with people on the street and talk and go shopping and, and travel from state to state. Jody, how you can go and sing uh, to all these crowds, and you've got a diverse group of people that you're singing to from all different backgrounds, all different religions and socioeconomic backgrounds. It's it's an amazing country, and I've, you know, I, I know that Jody and I and you are not the only ones who value it. It's it's an incredible place to live. Well, it, it definitely is, and we're talking again to Jody Messina and also uh, Peter Alderman about the Rockets' red glare. And uh, Jody is uh, featured on the uh, this CD with the Star Spangled Banner, and it's it's f- fantastic. And and Jody, what do you think so far of 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 the book that Peter wrote and everything, the coffee table book? What do you think of it? Well, I also do the audio for the book, so I know the book inside and out. Um, <laughs> I read it several times doing the audio for the book, and I think it's, you know, it's a different perspective. Um, I love how he starts the book saying, you know, we sing this at the beginning of sporting events. It isn't just a, hey, we're going to start off an event song. You know, it there's a huge history behind it, and it's funny because um, – I had two things I wanted to address. First of all was the September 11th issue, which I had done a post this morning, and I said this is dedicated to anyone affected by September 11th. And immediately someone's response was, well, that would be all of us, wouldn't it? Which is so true. Um, and then another thing is about the, the sporting events and the song and the this and that. People, if you read the book, you'll find, I'm going to give away the ending. <laughs> um, no, but if you read the book, you'll find that, the anthem was actually written before the melody was put to it, and the melody was taken from a um, uh, British pub song, an English pub song, 
Um, and I, of course, knew all of this heading into the Kentucky Derby this year where I sang the anthem, and then someone posted on Facebook, don't you know it's an up-tempo song? And I said, yes, most pub songs are, you know? <laughs> and so it gives you a totally different look at the song, but also the way, where Francis Scott Key was when he wrote this, what he was looking at, why he wrote this, um, the emotions and the feelings behind it. I mean, as a musician and a songwriter, it's, it's, you know, and he was just a poet. He was, didn't write this as a song. He wrote it as a poem. So, but to be a songwriter and to have this whole different look at this song that we sing at the beginning of all these events, it was blood, sweat, and tears. I mean, this guy was in angst. He was out at sea, forced to watch his yes. homeland be bombed, you know? So it just really gives you perspective on all of it. And, and it's written in a way that kids can understand it. And learn and have that appreciation for the anthem. We're talking to author Peter Alderman and also Jody Messina, a multi-platinum country music star who I didn't even know that sung the CD, but also uh, read the audio of the book as well. So have you ever been do voiceovers before, Jody? Is that new to you, Mm -hmm. like in that way? I've done it for cartoon characters here and there, but never uh, read a book. <laughs> you did a great job. Though. Well, I mean, you have a, you... it's really intimidating too when you're like put it on tape because you know you read in your mind and you know to actually speak it, you're tripping over words, and I'm like, oh man, I got to go redo that page. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't stand listening to myself all the time because it, it, I would say, oh, I said this or that, and I can imagine having to do voiceovers. Whenever I have to do like a one-minute little piece or something, I'm like, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again, and it, it is for sure. <laughs> but uh, now, Peter, thinking about this this the success you talked about. You, tell us specifically, when we were on a couple months ago, you, the book just launched. Where is it going now? And, and tell us some updates for our listeners out there, and especially the people who have not purchased the book yet. Uh, well, I had a I had a book signing in Franklin where I live, and um, it's it sold two cases of books in an hour and a half. I mean, just signing, and people were. I mean, I was just totally surprised. I wanted to have the picture with me and everything, and and I'm just I'm just myself, as Jody knows. I'm just, you know I'm just happy just doing my sim- simplistic type of things in my life and hanging with my wife and the dog and the kids and the grandkids and so on. But uh, actually, I'm going to be going to Baltimore this weekend for a book signing at the Inner Harbor at Barnes & Noble. And so I'm very, very honored to be a part of this experience, the 200th anniversary of our um, of the Star Spangled Banner. Now, I could be wrong, but I believe Scholastic has picked up the book. Um, of course, Barnes & Noble has picked up the book. You asked where the book had gone. Um, he's, uh, Mr. Alderman is trying to get introduced in a, a few of the local school systems down here um, to really get, to give people an understanding and almost reintroduce them to this country and its history and the anthem and, you know, how fortunate we are to live here. Definitely, uh, Jody. And what's interesting is when I was talking to him, he was so knowledgeable, isn't he? About this, his historical background and understanding things. He explains things so well. I mean, I was, he does, and I grew up with that. <laughs> he was a teacher growing up, so he always put things in a way that was easy to understand as a child and even as a grown child now. <laughs> I, I had so, to do that for my benefit, though, because I could confuse <laughs> so Anything that's obscured with a lot of verbiage, I don't seem to absorb. So I always try to do the, the, the most simplistic form of. Uh, information. Did you always? But it's true, though, and it's beneficial, and it's it's shown beneficial in this, you know, with the whole book because you know you're able to bring it into school systems and 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 to learning facilities, and it's 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 appropriate, you know, it's adequate, it's what you know gets the point across. Thank you, Jody. Exactly. Now, Peter, did you always know that Jody would be a star? Because how? When when did, when did you first know her? How old was she? Oh, God. Here I got, I'll tell you a quick secret. story. Uh, we, moved to, we moved to this area, in, in uh, this town, Holliston, Massachusetts, which is a great, great New England town. And we had this old house that we were fixing up. And so Pam, my wife, and I, and we had uh, the kids at that time, and we had a dog named Jody. And so we didn't know anybody in the neighborhood, so I yelled out the for my dog, Jody, Jody, and this cute little girl comes running up in the backyard, and there she was, Jody was Tina. <laughs> and then she... <laughs> but she would sing and she would put on shows in her backyard when she was little. 
plays and things like that. And my youngest son, he'd he'd be the baby. He'd be Jason. God love stuck him. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. He's married uh, and has kids of his own, and I used to stick him in a box and make him play the baby in like Rapunzel or something, you know? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but later on, we had concerts in our backyard, and each of my sons had a band, and then Jody would be the headliner, and we, and everybody, and then you know, the neighborhood in town, they could come, and we had cookouts, and we're playing basketball and volleyball and badminton and so on, and there and the other bands were going on. As soon as Jody went to sing, everything stopped. I mean, nobody. <laughs> Nobody said, no, oh, Jody Messina's going to say, you know, as soon as she sang, everybody put the basketball downs and, and the badminton uh, equipment, and they all went and sat in front, and she just captivated. So, yes, as soon as she started singing, you just knew this was this girl was special. <laughs> definitely. Uh, she's definitely special with her success and everything, and honored to have her on the show. Now, being the 200th anniversary, Jody, that's got to be special for you as well, because now you're part of this in history, and Peter decided to do this now, and you said with Scholastic getting involved in this, you're really getting involved in history, and your, your patriotism is so huge. I'm, I'm sure she's so glad that the schools are picking this up, Scholastic's picking this up. What an, a great opportunity uh, for you to be part of history in certain ways as well, because you sung you sung the national anthem on this and, and also read this so in the audio. So I think that's great for you. Well, thank you. I didn't realize that until you put it that way. So <laughs> now that you put it that way, I feel massive amounts of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because I mean, this is. I was is... feeling good about it until now. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, I'm on you, Jody. <laughs> oh boy. But but think about this. I mean, because again, your your patriotism, but then also the education portion. Of this our children need to know how important our country is, how we are so lucky to live in this country, especially when you see what's happening in the Middle East. You see what's happening everywhere else, Peter, and I'll I'll put this point, this question to you as a historian. And to, to feel that patriotism inside and want everyone else to feel that as well. And that's why, one of the reasons why you wrote the book, right, Peter? Well, I really was hoping that, um, Francisca, by reading it, it would evoke the same kind of inspiration and patriotism that Francis Scott he felt that that um, night, uh, just wondering if the flag would still be there. And uh, uh, and it's not only for kids, but for adults as well, because a lot of people have said, Peter, I, actually this veteran came up to me and said, Peter, I, I read your book, I bought it, and I read your book and I realized it's just not for kids because it is loaded with some key information about the national anthem. And so my, my hope was to target uh, a large span uh, of audience, not just kids, but adults as well. So, so the value of this, the anthem and Francis Scott Key's emotion would be extended throughout life and for, and for, and for everybody. Because we are, we're just, we're lucky to be living in the United States of America. We're just lucky to be And I think children, too, who this is written for as well, who they can understand it and comprehend it, they're not aware of the news. They don't know what's going on, you know, in other countries, and they don't know what's going on outside. Really, they're, they're fenced in area. So it, it also brings that enlightenment into the children as well, like, hey, you know what? Right now, you got a swing set in your backyard, but the backyard used to be a battleground, you know, and, and mm. you know, it, it just kind of brings that in as opposed to we as adults are aware of what's going on in the rest of the world. But sometimes as a child growing up in this, you don't realize how lucky we are, and that kind of brings a different light to, to the book when you're reading it to your children. Absolutely, and, and and we're we're talking into author Peter Alderman of the author of the Rockets Red Glare, and also also multi platinum selling country music star Jody Messina, and she's featured on the CD. Uh, singing the Star Spangled Banner and also reading the book. So getting the audio of the book with Jody, that's worth its price in gold right there. But guess what, Jody? I have to put you on the spot now. Peter said when he okay. got on got on the, uh, the the call, and I didn't know really your relationship till now, but he says, are you going to get Jody to sing the national anthem for us on the radio? That's what he said. I, I, that's so I'm not the one requesting this. Peter is requesting this. I, I said that in a... For, 
frivolous kind of way. <laughs> oh, really? Because you live right down the street from me, mister. I'll be over there yeah. with eggs in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I got my dozen eggs. I'm coming over to your house. Oh, yeah. I'll, just... <laughs> I'll see a book burning in my front lawn. <laughs> no, can't do that. <laughs> i got to tell you, talking about singing, though, um, Jody also sings America the Beautiful, and she also sings one of her songs that, he wrote, that she wrote that is incredible. Um, Heaven Was Needing a Hero. Am I saying that right, Jody? Yeah, that was that's the other song on the CD. It is so beautiful, and it's totally dedicated to the men and women of our armed forces. And uh, if any of the listeners uh, uh, want to check it out on on Google or whatever, uh, Heaven Was Needing a Hero, there's all sorts of images relating to that. And, Jody, you sang that song at several events honoring yeah, um, Heaven Was Needing Hero was a song that I wrote when the first woman soldier was lost over in Iraq. It's actually, the video is posted on my Facebook page today. That was the dedication that I did was with that song. And so, um, yeah, I've done it for, I've gone to Washington, D.C. and performed it for the um, fallen uh, public service police fire department. Um, each year they have a gathering for the families, and I was asked to perform it there one year. And we've done it for a lot of, like, um, local uh, uh, people in, in the local chapter as far as police departments and things like that. You know, we'll go into a city that's had a fallen hero or the chief of police or whatever, and they and they ask us to perform that as a tribute to them. So it's, it's taken out a lot, but um, a lot of times it's used. But mainly I wrote that song because I was trying to deal with the loss of, you know, they, they had interviewed... I don't know, one of the big news outlets went went to the memorial of this soldier, and they said, well, what do you think about your sister? What do you have to say about your sister? And the guy was, like, so totally taken aback, because that's not his way of life to have cameras in his face, you know? And he's like, I, I really don't know what to say, except my sister will always be a hero to me. And that haunted me. And so I, that's how I ended up writing the song, Heaven Was Needing a Hero. And so it's part of the CD. <laughs> oh, wow. It's so, beautiful. Uh, so are we going to get a chance to hear you sing it all today, Jody, or not? <laughs> got a CD player? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wow. can hear me read, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's hear you read on the CD. No, okay. Uh, I, I, understand, I understand. I was trying to put you on the spot, but I know you're traveling very soon, so we do have to... I will blast out your speakers, dude, if I actually started singing. There would be more distortion than sound. <laughs> oh, no, it wouldn't. See, see, this is the thing, Jody. It sounds like that I'm talking out of a phone, but I'm not. And when you hear the sound quality, it's it's using a professional mixer and everything. So it would be fine. I have a mixer and all that. It would not blow it out. I had the Wiggles sing on my show. So, and they, they yeah, the, they, they, uh, the five of them. You no, know, I have a two and a five-year-old. I actually know not only who the Wiggles are, but some of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to perform the Wiggles now. No, no, okay, I understand. If uh, That was Peter. <laughs> Don't get upset at me, but I've had Judy Tenuta perform on my show and also the Wiggles. So that's why, and, and, and other people, but those are the two you would know of for sure. So I guess uh, we're going to kind of close this off, Peter. We'll work. We can purchase the book. And then I want to ask Jody anything she has to promote as well. So, Peter, where can we go get the book? Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble um, on the Internet or go to a Barnes & Noble store. And many of the independent stores are carrying it now. It's, it's, uh, it's very popular. And, Neil, before, before I stop, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to, to talk, uh, not necessarily about my book. And, Jody, too, thank you just to honor, you know, our, our American heroes and also our country. And that's why that's why we're airing this on September 11th for one of my syndicated stations, and I'm going to tweet it out, put it on Facebook, do all I can, because I, I thinking of this day and where I was this day and to see where I am today, uh, I, I just wish uh, we can have peace, and we definitely need that. So, Jody, what's going on with you? What do you have going on right now uh, that you can tell us so our listeners can check you out and stuff? What's the, what's the latest project that you want to promote? I, I always just tell folks, um, check my Facebook. Like I said, I put a post up there this morning. I try to post something every day. Um, I'm very active in socials as far as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Um, and we're out touring, and 
go buy a copy of the Rockets' Red Glare and celebrate the bicentennial of the American uh, National Anthem. Well, you're a sweetheart, Jody. Thanks again for being on the show. And, Peter, I, I tell you, th- I'm so glad for all the success you're having. And good luck in Baltimore this weekend. And thanks again for both of you calling the program. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jody. All right. Oh, sure. Thanks for your time. All right, take care. Bye-bye. You're listening Bye-bye. to Total Celebrity Show, and we'll be back in just a moment. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're back to the Neil Haley Show on the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome the program Caregiver Dave. Dave, how are you? And you like seeing my face at least, right? I need another. I need a haircut. Yes. Haircut, but I cannot life. still get a haircut. Uh, it's backed up in in uh, Pittsburgh. I went and tried to call in to get a haircut and you'd say, why don't I just shave it? Because I need somebody to take care of me and I'm ready to just go in, in a chair and get a haircut, Dave. Well, and the beard too, a little trim. I know. Yeah. I'll trim it again. Uh, it's time. <laughs> Got a little bit. So of tell us about our guest. Who, who, we, who do you yeah, have today? You so say you're not introducing. I am. Well, nobody told me to introduce it. I Emma, will introduce Emma I, Wiggle. Yeah, Emma from the Wiggles. Emma from the Wiggles. The Wiggles. <laughs> You're and my kids were a huge fan. We've had you on before when you were first introduced, and it was when they also we were also introducing a couple new members of the Wiggles. Right? Wasn't that the time, Emma? Can you take us back a little Neil, bit? Neil, I I wonder what year this was, and it must have been. I'm gonna say maybe 2013. Yeah. Is it seven years ago? Yeah. That would make sense. And we, uh, Simon, who, who became the new Red Wiggle, Lockie became the new Purple, and I, we all um, took over in 2013. But in 2012, we actually uh, did a whole year of transition with the original Wiggles. And so it might have been around that time. Oh, yes. there were Wiggles before you, huh? Yes, so Dave again is not as educated with the Wiggles at all. All my kids are grown up, and all my grandkids are yeah, grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so now, basically, to explain the history of the Wiggles, and is the basically they are the most one of the most popular kids singing bands in the world. I internationally, I, I pull it up on YouTube, and I was very entertained. I can't get that wheels of the bus out of my head. Different song, but the originals have been around Emma for how many years? 30 years. So next year, wow. the Wiggles are celebrating their birthday. Um, it's quite special, I guess, because especially in Australia, um, it's become part of our, you know, it's our childhood. It's nostalgia. And we remember, um, I, for one, grew up with the Wiggles um, myself and watched them at preschool and at daycare. And there is a video uh, that they shot in Sydney. We filmed it and it was about not me, not we, I wasn't, in, I wasn't a wiggle then, <laughs> 1997, 1996. And I'm in the audience dancing with my sister. Well, as I was watching it and listening to the song, something in my mind said, I know this song. I've seen this. This looks so familiar. So I, I do know the wiggles. <laughs> so the wiggles were a mainstay on PBS, right? Is that correct? Or was that, am I, am you, you just I just couldn't look away. It, it was yeah, just so so basically it was, it was drawing they had in, their you know? own every merchandise in the world the wiggles have from it's it's just a cornerstone, Dave. And I, I can't believe you've not heard of them. And that's the greatest thing about impromptu interviews. But Dave, go ahead and learn more about Emma's story, because we've heard the wiggle story all the time. But Emma's story, we want to kind of d- dig deeper talking to her. So go ahead with your first question. Well, Emma, I understand you were the first, perhaps, the first uh, Wiggle girl. Can you explain yeah, that? Esen- Is that? Yeah, true? essentially, you know, for the original Wiggle group, I am the first female. But before me, the Wiggles had created some franchised Wiggles, um, you know, way back when the Wiggles were on the Disney Channel and they had Spanish Wiggles and Taiwanese Wiggles. And within the, both of those groups, there were girl Wiggles. 
I see. So did you always want to be a performer? I mean, how did you fall into the Wiggles? Well, I grew up as a, as a ballet dancer. And, oh, I, and I'm Middle I Eastern. Grew... I can really appreciate that. Syrian. Oh, well, I'm so, I'm so impressed. <laughs> um, we had a, we originally, well, I grew up dancing all different styles of dance after learning Irish dancing from the Wiggles video. And so I must, apparently I saw it on, on the video and was like, mom, I really want to do that. And when I went, it was too young for me to start Irish dancing. So I started ballet instead. And then forevermore, I've been doing Irish and ballet for about 26 years. Wow. Now. Wow. You only look like you're 26 years so, old. So, so, I don't so, know. You, so you needed Emma, that kind of skill set to be a wiggle, right? With the well, kind of things. Yeah. Well, uh, look, let, let, let's, let's take it back because the way that I came into the company was uh, I actually auditioned as a ballet dancing fairy. And in the audition, they asked if anyone could do any tricks. And usually, you know, audition etiquette is basically, you know, say that you can do everything and then learn the skill later. <laughs> Um, and so for me, I don't know what it was about that audition. I just felt like I couldn't, I just, I didn't want to sing, but they asked everybody to sing and I didn't feel comfortable. And for the first time in an audition, I, I retreated and I was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And four <laughs> girls out of 50 decided to sing. And it was one of the hardest things because the whole audition was based on dance and about ballet. And so I kind of, at that point, I was watching these four really brave uh, women try this song and a full ballet at the same time. And I just thought, no, nah, <laughs> I can't do it. And I, I sat back and just watched and I was like, good on them. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed and I, I just don't feel comfortable. About five minutes later, uh, they asked for the tricks. Some people decided to do a bit of acrobatics. And then one girl on the panel had recognized me from some Irish dancing competitions. And uh, she was like, don't you do Irish dancing? And I was like, oh, yeah. And me not thinking that that was a trick. And she's like, is it okay if you just quickly do a, um, you know, just a step of your reel? And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I did that and then the next day I'd got the job so um I don't know that that wasn't an audition where I felt particularly courageous um I was I was quite retreated and uh when I joined the Wiggles for about over a year all I did was dance it was it's the thing that I love best and uh. I I felt so comfortable doing and actually Neil when I spoke to you all that time ago <laughs> yeah. um I definitely wasn't um I hadn't really even found myself as part of the group yet. And I wasn't so comfortable even singing. And when Anthony did ask me to be a wiggle, I said, you know, I don't sing, you know, I can't sing, you know, I don't know how to sing. He's like, Oh, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And but we never really, right? yeah, we never really put any importance on the fact that I'd never trained. <laughs> and then when I got into the studio, it was a real um, different story. And I was really distraught. And um, I, I didn't know what my voice sounded like on a microphone. I'd never heard that before. I was quite confronted. And uh, Lockie Wiggle and Simon, who had the most amazing experience with voice and singing and music, they actually taught me how to sing and essentially I mean lots of I've had some funny comments but some people say that I'm not Mariah Carey but I have great diction <laughs> <laughs> so I'm happy with that um but that's just my kind of story singing and I think it's perfect for the role as opposed to uh me trying to be a singer yeah it sounds like it wow so Dave it's like uh do you think about this and her background you started out some of the other wiggles that took over the originals they were just dancers right is that the same type of situation you dealt with or you just went right in to the main main performers because remember they're background dancers too with you guys right oh that that was me yeah i started as a i started as a background dancer Lockie was a wiggly dancer then too and simon was a character called ringo 
and he was like a ringmaster, like a circus ringmaster with an amazing hat and a sparkly jacket. And he had sung a lot of vocals for the Wiggles, like backing vocals for about 15 years prior to being on the tour. And so the three of us were already friends. And when we were asked, I think going back and, and thinking in retrospect, it was great that we were already friends and that we already knew each other. And it's a more, it was a more organic forming of a group. But I can, I can say that now, but uh, I, I think it's more uh, replicated with how the original started and that they were a group. Oh, this is my dog, Dali. He's mm-hmm. joining the uh, interview. Um, he's, just che- he's just checking out. This is awesome. I love this for getting to see Emma, real Emma, <laughs> traveling to go on to practice today. Because, again, we're going to talk about the Wiggles also back performing again. And that's a challenge to talk about. And the song. So it's all related to COVID-19 in certain aspects, especially what's happening in Australia compared to the United States. Go ahead, Dave, with your next question. Uh, are you in an Uber right now? You're not driving, right? Uh, no, my partner is driving. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing uh, the uh, passenger seat interview. <laughs> looks like you're in a limo, so that's... Uh, that was my thought, yeah, a limo. Um, <laughs> this car yeah, is not fancy. Because no, no, I remember the first time I interviewed the Wiggles, they were in a limo. Driving really? In. Yeah, not before you were Me? a part of it. The first interview. No, okay. The first I'm one. Yeah. The second one, we all sung. Remember, you sung. I had you guys sing at the end of the interview. Say, I have a great memory for 6,000 interviews. Remember our interview we did. Amazing. I, I mean, yeah. I can, I can uh, whip out a song for you. Uh, remember, it's no Mariah Carey version. It's <laughs> a, just a very good story thing. <laughs> All right. So hey, um, yeah. <laughs> how cool is it to, uh, to be a Wiggle? I mean, do you go on tour and everything? Are you? Oh, yeah. They tour all the time. They're, they're nationally known, Dave. And it's something that is quite strange during this time, uh, during the pandemic. The Wiggles are so used to touring that we normally tour for about 80% of the year. Uh, And so for us to stop touring for this time, and it's been three months, just a little bit over three months, that is really strange. And for us to be home and be in the same, sleeping in the same room and not having to remember a hotel number, that is quite strange. So that's taken some pressure off my brain. <laughs> so you're not working. To remember. You haven't well, been working we, the last three months. Well, we have, which is what, I mean, we just haven't been touring. But I think okay. the wonderful thing about the Wiggles is that we do a lot of filming. And so for us, we kind of pivoted and sure. decided, okay, this is going to be the time. We're going to film everything that we need to for the next two years, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Let's get in and film. And um, But it never really started like that. It we found out about the pandemic during a show and we finished the first show and we were cautious about the second show. And by the time we finished the second show, there were closures in Australia. And that was the first day of the tour here in Australia (laughs) for 2020 that would have taken us to North America. We would have been to New Zealand, the UK, Ireland and Scotland. And that tour, the eight month tour was ready and roaring to go. And we'd only done the two shows and then stopped. We, the four of us, um, because we'd already been together, we, we met up again the next day, but we weren't doing shows. We decided to talk about when we were going to postpone the tour. And when we got together, we started talking about other ideas and, you know, what are we going to do? And then by the time a week had gone on, we're thinking, I don't think this is going back anytime soon. So we basically just postponed indefinitely and decided to change our our way forward and I think at this time everyone's had to be really flexible in in order to continue and so yes we've become a production house and it's been a lot uh, of fun and that's see, that's uh, been a great point that you guys were able to pivot because of the products you have even though you went on tour there's so many products like explain and like I explained the from the backpacks to the toothbrushes to anything wiggles it's there and all the kids have a specific amount of years that they're such huge fans of it dave and this is like a mainstream thing this is something you can go into any store and find wiggle stuff anytime so but are you, they are you saw recognizable when you go out do people, do people recognize you as a wiggle when you're out in public yeah and it's mainly <laughs> the parents and the grandparents i think they obviously hear our voice 
um, and they recognize this, but for children, it's really hard, particularly under the age of five to understand who we are when we're not dressed in our, in our colors. If we're not in our costume, I get a lot of children being directed to look at me. Mom's like, look, there's Emma Wiggle. And then they do this massive look around me to see where she is. (laughs) Like I'm in the way, like, where is she? Uh, and, uh, that's something that I see so often, but it's really nice to, um, meet people in the street or at the shops. And I think, um, for us, we're really lucky because our audience is children and they're so sweet. Uh, they're such a lovely audience that every time that we do meet children and we're not in the 